Hey, hello to all of you DIY narrators out there. I gotta make sure my phone is off. It is not. See, this is why we do this thing. It's good podcasting right here. All right. I thought that today we would discuss sibilance just a little bit. You might have guessed, but let's first discuss what sibilance is. Sibilance is, oh man, sibilance is terrible if you really fight with it. Thankfully, I haven't had a lot of trouble. I had a little bit of trouble right away, but I figured it out pretty quickly. And I think I could probably help you get there too. Sibilance is the sound that you make when you make an S sound. And it's necessary because you can hear me. I'm very hyper aware of it right now that I'm discussing it. But it's there at every S sound. You can't avoid it. But what you can do is minimize the really bad S's. There are a lot of ways to do it. There's some hardware ways. There's some biological ways, I guess. You can change the position of your tongue a little bit to remove a little bit of the sibilance. And then there are some software ways that we can manage it via EQ and some plugins. I probably won't get too deep into those, but we'll discuss it just a little bit. And then if I... Yeah, maybe I'll release a little video on it as well. So there's definitely a way to manage some sibilance in post-production. But as I've mentioned, I think it was in the mouth click episode, you don't want to fix something in post-production if you can just take care of it before or during the recording. So let's talk a little bit about what you can do to fix sibilance at the source or before it actually happens. Number one, there are some mics out there that are really bad for sibilance. And one of them that's really popular, the Rode NT1A, is really bad for sibilance. It's all about the frequency response of the microphone. Every mic has a response curve where it picks up some frequencies more than others. Sibilance lives in the top end. I want to say 2 to 3K, 2 to 3,000 hertz. If a mic has a little bump in the presence, two to three, maybe 5,000 hertz, it's going to pick up more sibilance. It's going to have kind of that extra hiss that's already going to be there. The nice thing, though, is that those mics are also good for cutting through a mix. So if you're going to lay your voiceover or your narration over the top of a background track, a little background audio, background music, you're going to have an easier time of doing that with the mic that has a little presence boost because that presence kind of helps things cut through. That's actually one of the main benefits of using like the Sennheiser 416, which is a really popular voiceover mic that I've used for the last couple of episodes. It's got a little presence boost. It can lead to a little bit of sibilance though, so you have to watch out for that. Make sure you pick the right mic. If you're getting a lot of sibilance, it might be your mic Thankfully, you can EQ some of that sibilance out, so we'll talk a little bit about that. The next thing you might be able to do is fix the mic position a little bit. If you have the mic pointing right at your mouth, if it's up in there and you're getting some pops, you're also going to pick up more of the treble in your voice, more of the high end in your voice. So getting your mic off axis, which I recommend anyway, off to the left or right, even up in the kind of what's called third eye position, which is up around your forehead, but the diaphragm of the mic pointing down toward your mouth, that will help cut down a little bit on the sibilance as well, or it might. These are all things that may or may not work depending on your mic, your voice, and your environment. 
you might need to try a few different things to find what works for you. So far, we've talked about trying a different microphone and trying a different microphone position. The other physical thing you can try before you record is just to pay attention to your tongue position. If I want to emphasize the S sounds, it's not just about holding the S sound. It's all about my tongue position. If you think about where it's at, if you just say hiss and you move your tongue up and down, move it up towards the roof of your mouth. This is all the tip of your tongue up towards the roof of your mouth and then move it back down. You can feel kind of where the S becomes more present in the sound. Sally sells seashells. Oh, here we go. Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Sally sells seashells, but if you push your tongue forward, you get more of the S sound. So trying to move your tip of your tongue back and down a little bit when you say S words, this is going to be some work and some practice, but see if it helps lower the amount of the S noise that you get. So tip your tongue back and down to try to cut out some of those S sounds. That's going to be something, like I said, you're going to have to work on if you've got a sibilant voice. It's very important that the tip of your tongue doesn't touch the back or barely touches the back of your front teeth. That might be the feeling that you're trying to look for when you're trying to remove those sibilant S sounds. So that's three things you can try before or while you record. Mic position, try a different mic, and work on your tongue position when you say those S sounds. Let's move on to your software solutions. And I'm going to start at what I think will be the easiest or the most simple way to address it, but not necessarily the most effective. And then we'll move on to some other options. If your sibilant issue isn't too bad, the quickest way or the easiest way maybe to get in there is to add an equalizer to your track or if you use audacity grab the equalizer plugin and just kind of address some of the higher areas and drop them down a little bit maybe just half to one db not a lot when you're working with eq a little bit goes a long way get up in the higher range maybe the two to three k maybe the four five six k at the most and it's going to be on the right side of the EQ. For women, the sibilance is going to be in a different spot than the men. And each voice is going to be slightly different. So address your sibilance just a little bit based on you. You're going to have to play with it and see if it helps. But EQ might be the quickest and easiest way to do it if it's not a big sibilant problem. If your sibilant problem is a little worse than just a little bit of SE sounds... Or if the EQ doesn't really seem to be helping, you can try a plugin that's called a DSer. I use Reaper, which I've said a hundred thousand times, and Reaper comes with some free plugins, and its free DSers actually pretty decent. So there's some free DSers out there that you can download. There are also some paid DSers out there. Now, right now, Waves, which is a pretty popular plugin producer, has a DSer on sale. It's normally $99. It's on sale for $29. You'll probably find it on sale for $29 a lot because these plugins go on sale all the time. Isotope, I know, has some DSers. I think it's in their RX suite. I should pull that up, but honestly, spending money on a DSer, not exactly necessary. If you have a problem with S sounds on something that you can't just record again or you can't get the EQ to fix it, the free DSer in Reaper 
which also has a free evaluation license if you just need to check it out and see if it works and then see how great it is. I'm a big fan of Reaper. It'll probably get the job done for you. I wouldn't go buy a de-esser as a way to solve any type of S problems or sibling problems. Because the thing is, all a de-esser does is grabs a certain area of frequency and when it hits a certain threshold, it turns that frequency down. So it's like manual EQ, which we already talked about, but just waiting for the time when you can just grab that and turn it way down and then turn it back up. We can do that using a compressor. I'm going to put together a little video that I'll release soon and I'll notify everyone on LinkedIn when that actually comes out. And in that video, I'll show you how I use a compressor in Reaper to actually turn down sibilant frequencies much in the same way a off-the-shelf de-esser would work. So watch for that video before you go and purchase a de-esser from someone. Now there are probably, there's a ton of free plugins out there. There's probably a free de-esser plugin out there that I don't know about. If you happen to know about it, let me know and I'd be happy to put it in the show notes. Speaking of show notes, that's the end of this episode on sibilance. That's episode 14 of the DIY Narrator podcast in the books. Check out the show notes over at diynarrator.com slash 014. And be sure to send in any questions. If you have them, you can send them to host at diynarrator.com. Also, there's a form over at diynarrator.com that you're more than welcome to fill out to send me a message. Who knows, if you send a message or a question, perhaps I'll use it in a future episode, or it'll get its own episode. Well, that's all for this week. Hopefully this helped you out with any sibilant problems you might be having. If you've never had a problem with sibilance, or maybe you've never noticed you had a problem with sibilance, I hope that you continue to not have it, or you don't suddenly have problems because you're aware that it's a thing. That definitely happens sometimes. Anyway... I hope it helps you out. Have a great week. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week.